You're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a show all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant-based veganism for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Hello, my lovely friend. Welcome to a new season of the show. I am so excited that you are here with me today, and I am so excited for this new season. I took quite a little bit of a break. Uh, I called it my, quote, spring break, but it was a little bit more of a hiatus, and I needed it, though. You know, I have been doing the podcast for I think four years now, uh, which sounds crazy to say that out loud, Um, but it's been a lot, you know, trying to keep up with it and keep the stamina. And so I find that doing these seasons is really beneficial. So I took a little bit of break and I have been planning my guest and have had a bunch of people reach out to me about coming on the podcast and some super exciting guest that I can't say much about right now. We are still trying to pin down a date to uh, to interview, but I'm telling you, it's going to be epic and I am just happy that you were here. So today's episode is going to be kind of a current events episode. I'm just going to talk about some different things that have happened in the past month or so with the plant-based vegan world, also with just the health world, and uh, just some some important news, uh, I'd say, you know, that has been going on on the planet um, because we all need to stay informed, right? So we're going to jump right into it. The first story that I'd like to cover is a horrible tragedy that happened in Texas on April 10th where 18,000 dairy cows were burned to death at a gigantic dairy farm. Uh, They represented about 90% of the herd. And you might have seen these videos circulating if you're on social media. I know a lot of plant-based vegan accounts have been sharing them and even people who are not in in this wellness, uh, you know, vegan space have shared the videos because there were people close by who were able to get footage of this horrible, horrible tragedy. And in the video, you see this massive warehouse, essentially. It's a giant warehouse. I wouldn't even call it a barn because I've never been in a barn that can hold 18,000 creatures, right? So it's a giant warehouse and there is smoke billowing out through the entire thing, uh, through the entire building, and you can hear the cows screaming and crying. So they were burning alive, and no one saved them. Uh, One human was injured during this horrible tragedy, uh, and supposedly it started by a malfunction in equipment, and that's what started the fire. I have some thoughts about that that we'll get into in a second. Um... But I just, I have a lot, I have a lot of thoughts. Um, One is, obviously there was a human there, right? Just one human was injured. Um, But were there other humans that were able to escape and were able to get out? Why did no one feel the urge to open a door? There was, it, it was impossible to open a door and the whole place was engulfed in seconds? I find that hard to believe, right? There had to have been some time that someone could have opened a gate, opened a door to at least try to save some of these creatures. 
I don't understand. I would love to know. I mean, are they going to do an investigation on this? Probably not. I don't know. I mean, I would say they might actually most likely they will if there's this farm is trying to get insurance money, um, which I'm sure they are, which also has a thought in my head um, about that. Uh, So it's just it's a it's a heartbreaking. It was a heartbreaking, heartbreaking tragedy. Like, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, the videos speak enough for themselves or just imagining, just imagining for yourself burning alive, right? Like what a horrible way to go. And we have to remember, it's super important to remember why these cows, these mothers, they were all mothers. They were in a dairy farm. They're all females. They're all mothers because that's the only way you can get milk is to be a mother, uh, is to have a baby. Um, so it's important to remember why these mothers were even there in this giant warehouse in the first place. Of course, it is because humans want to exploit them. They want to steal their milk that was created by their bodies to feed their young, not human young, but to feed their young, which are cows, which are calves. Um, and I just, it's just like, I don't understand how we're still in this place in 2023, you know, and the internet was, was filled with people just appalled and so saddened by this video, uh, in the news of this happening, but then their actions speak louder, right? I mean, then they sit down to a bowl of cereal and they have put cow's milk in there. They, you know, bake some bread or they bake dinner or whatever and they put milk in it they put milk in their coffee they put they eat cheese I mean these are all coming from that industry and that industry is totally messed up it is awful um I have a whole episode on dairy I'm not going to get into into all the details of that because I have a whole episode on it (laughs) so you can search back and find that um and I'll also put in the show notes the dairy episode but I go over the industry and how these animals even become pregnant, which is by the hand, literally the hands of humans, um, or some type of, uh, equipment, just a rape machine basically. Um, so we need to get away from this. We, we live in the civilized, so-called civilized society. Then we need to stop this. You know, this is insane. And not only is the whole industry messed up, but of course, there's ample hundreds, thousands of research showing that the consumption of dairy, bean, milk, and cheese contributes and is connected to tons of chronic diseases, including cancer, breast cancer, prostate cancer, all the things. So maybe this is going to be a wake-up call for some people. I don't know. Um, But the other thought is, well, I would say... (laughs) When I posted about this on Instagram, I got a message that was this whole long rant about how they were so sick of the the government's plant-based agenda. <laughs> I almost fell out of my chair because it, I guess, I don't know, is, is that side who's all like carnivore and meat, are they trying to convince people that the government has some agenda and some conspiracy. And let me tell you, I'm all about the conspiracies, but this one doesn't make any sense. If you think that the government is trying, has some plant-based agenda to get everybody to eat plants, well, obviously not. Like I said, actions speak louder than words. Wouldn't they have 
changed the the dietary guidelines and they have not they actually were sweat they were going to uh, a few years ago like canada did and changed the protein um component of the dietary guidelines but guess what happened big animal ag came in and had a fit their lobbyists came in they had a fit and the u.s government did not change the guidelines so um that is not that doesn't make any sense to think that the government has some collusion here to make people eat more plants um i don't know if they're getting that idea from the fact that like bill gates and those people are pushing fake meats and things uh, or eating bugs, which uh, I get they are doing that. The World Economic Forum and some of these crazy people out there are definitely pushing that, but that is for their own monetary gain. That has nothing to do with health. And of course, they're using it as a guise of uh, the environment, which, yes, it is true that animal agriculture is horrible for the environment, but eating worms and eating fake meat is not the answer. And I definitely do not believe that the government, oh yeah, that was part of the message too, is that it's part of the plant-based agenda and they said that the government started that fire. (laughs) So you're telling me that the government started a fire at a dairy farm even though the government is also buying the dairy? Because let me just say a quick fact is that the US, U.S. government has been basically bailing out dairy for maybe a decade at this point um, because they have such a surplus of dairy. And our U.S. government is buying their surplus to basically keep them afloat. So the dairy industry is dying, dying. And the U.S. government is trying to save it. So I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be trying to save it, but then also be trying to burn it down. So those things don't make any sense. I did think it was interesting that somebody would think such a thing. Uh, My thought was maybe that, and this is just a theory, of course, I have no idea. I don't know these people and it could not be true, but because the dairy industry is suffering so much, I mean, lots of people destroy their own products to try to get insurance money. That's a possibility. You know, um, a lot of these people don't see these creatures as individuals they are they would rather get the insurance money i mean there's going to be a millions tens of millions of dollars uh, worth of um you know quote product and uh quote investments or whatever you whatever they consider their um well they're considered commodities i suppose so um possibly that's a theory that the farmer or someone decided that they were in the hole so much and they couldn't function and profit. So they needed to just burn it all down and get the insurance money. Again, I, it's just a theory. So don't attack me. <laughs> um, and maybe it was genuinely just a horrible, horrible tragedy accident. That could be as well. But that is just my thought. But as we are, let's just segue into <laughs> the next story, which is uh, also about milk. Um Again, if you follow any plant-based vegan accounts or spend some time on social media, you might have seen the new campaign from Audrey Plaza. Audrey Plaza is the actress who was on Parks and Rec, but most recently she was on White Lotus and got so much attention. She's like the it girl now. She's like, I swear, I see her everywhere. It's like you get on Netflix or you get on Amazon Prime and she's like in every movie and what the heck. 
So Audrey Plaza is everywhere. Well, now she has a campaign. She was paid by dairy industry. Imagine this. She was paid by the Gap Milk campaign, right, to do this kind of satire, I guess, uh, commercial uh, claiming that she was invested in, quote, wood milk, that that was the company that she was promoting, wood milk. Obviously, it is, it's fictional, but it's making fun of any alternative milk and saying that only real milk is milk and should be called milk. And uh, it is so weird. Um, definitely a bizarre way to try to approach this uh, and to try to attack, you know, plant milks. Because, well, first off, I think it's really funny because, well, there actually is a milk, sort of, that comes from a tree, and it's called maple syrup, okay? And maple syrup is delicious. So they're, the commercial is, they're like squeezing out, quote, milk from a tree, but it's called sap, people. It's called, it's called, plant, it's called maple syrup, okay? <laughs> like, I don't think they thought about that when they created this, quote, campaign, because, of course, the internet is abuzz with that. I commented on some post about it and I was like yeah it's called maple syrup and it's amazing so um I would say that's a fail on their part and again they're just grasping at straws at this point because the industry is dying it is a dinosaur at this point and they are just trying whatever they can so they bring on bring on America's current it girl Audrey Plaza and pay her who knows how much to try and get people to stop drinking almond milk or cashew milk or oat milk. Um, Not going to happen. This is not the way to do it. This campaign comes in the wake of the response to the FDA allowing the usage of the term, quote, milk with qualifiers like plant-based. So there was a whole issue, you know, for the past few years on whether or not alternative milks could use the word milk. And dairy, of course, was trying to claim that it was confusing to consumers at the store and it was just, it was an abomination and they needed to not be able to use the word milk. Who has actually gone to the store and been confused? It says it right there, plant-based milk. Most of them all say alternatives and they use the words like oat milk, almond milk on the front. No one is confused. But again, this was just the dairy industry's sad attempt to revive themselves. But again, they're a dinosaur. It's like it's like the horse and buggy industry. You know, that's what I view it as. They're like the horse and buggy industry. And automobiles came around, Ford came around, and what happened? You either just adapt as in completely change your business model and perhaps com- maybe you should start making maybe you should start making cars, you know? So maybe these dairy industries should be like, "Huh, maybe I should start growing oats. Maybe I should start growing cashews. Maybe I should phase this out. Maybe I should stop raping cows to keep producing babies to take their milk." You know, I'm that that's just my thought. You know, because I I don't think there's much change. I don't think we're going back, at least with this current civilization. Maybe when, if civilization collapses and we have to start back over, if that is a thing, then sure. But this train is rolling and there is no stopping it now. And I am so grateful that I don't drink 
breast milk at 30 something years old. I don't need that. It is not healthy. I don't need to drink somebody else's breast milk. So, um, and I'm also grateful for the almond cow. If you don't have one, it is a great investment. <laughs> I am not being paid by them, although I would. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I love my almond cow. It is insane. I got it as a Christmas gift a few years ago. Um, then I turned my mom onto it. Now she has one. I think I've turned on like five. I've gotten like five or six people, friends and family to get an almond cow. Maybe more. Um, and everybody's obsessed. It makes making your own milks so much easier. And with all of this milk talk, I will say that a lot of the store-bought ones are, are they're not healthy. They're not. I mean, there are a few of them that don't have nasty added ingredients. As always, look at the ingredients of everything you buy, if it is pre-made. Um, and a lot of them use emulsifiers. They even add oil, which is so weird. They'll add like canola oil or sunflower oil. Totally unnecessary. But if you have your own, if you make your own at home, you have complete control, of course, right? And you can do all kinds of different mixtures. I love changing it up and doing my favorite. My go-to is probably cashew and coconut shreds or either oats and coconut shreds. And then I add a few dates in there. You can add a little vanilla. Uh, but if you get an almond cow, I also suggest getting the recipe book because it is, it's super helpful. But Anyways, that's just a, a random little add-in um, about milks. But so yeah, uh, the milk industry is dying and they're trying all they can. So the next story I'd like to chat about is the United States has finally approved the first ever poop pill to prevent gut infections. If you have been following me for a while or know my story, you know that... And if you haven't known, then I will tell you. Uh, I had a fecal microbial transplant in 2016. I went over to England because this is not something that is performed in the United States, uh, especially for anybody who doesn't have C. diff. If you have any other gut issue, they will not give it to you. Um, so I went over there and had a fecal microbial transplant. Um, so now, of course, because... Big Pharma has noticed and recognized that um, there is a market for fecal transplants and they have been shown to be extremely helpful, especially for C. diff and for other things too, but they're mo mostly focusing on C. diff, which is a, can be a very deadly gut infection that happens uh, a lot, a lot of times when people have gone to the hospital and spent time there, they will get C. diff. It seems to be more common, um, and definitely people who have taken antibiotics. Now, the current go-to remedy, I guess, it's not even a remedy because it doesn't always work, is to give people antibiotics. Well, that doesn't work <laughs> for most of the time, and the C. diff will keep occurring, um, and around 500,000 people will be diagnosed in the United States with C. diff. And I've seen several different numbers on how many die, but it was between 15 to 30,000 will die each year because of this. So this comes as a response to that. Um, this has been in the making for years now about making a, quote, poop pill. Uh, and they had been doing all kinds of studies for it. And I guess this comes after them doing a late stage studies, what they call it, which showed that it reduces the reoccurrence of this deadly gut infection. 
Um, and in their minds, this is, of course, seen as an easier way over fecal transplants. But I have mixed feelings on this. One is, yes, I do think most people do want just a pill, right? It seems that's that sounds great if you can just take a magic pill and everything be better. Um, and maybe this will be one of those cases that actually does the job. You know, generally there's all these side effects with with any type of drug or pill and and I haven't investigated this enough. It hasn't been out long enough for me to to know details on that. But you know, it's really like fecal transplants are really easy, but the way we do them in the United States makes them much more hard, difficult and uh, and also well, there's a main reason why they make them more difficult and they can charge your insurance more. So generally, if somebody has a fecal transplant in the United States, they are sedated, they are put under, and they um, basically it's like having a colonoscopy <laughs> and then they can charge your insurance, uh, you know, similarly with with that. And when I went to England, it was not like that at all. Um if anybody has ever had a colonic, it was essentially like that. It was very calming. It was not, I didn't feel uncomfortable. It wasn't painful. And it certainly didn't cost as much as, you know, being put under would cost. It was a fraction of the cost. So, you know, I, I feel mixed. Like I said, I think that this is, it's good to have an option for other people. I do think as always that it's, that big pharma is greedy. I mean, it's just like big pharma trying to get into, to, you know, uh, hemp and CBD and stuff like that. Like, get out of there, okay? Like, just stay away. <laughs> because they want to be able to patent anything, right? As we always say, you can't patent nature. So big pharma has to come in and tweak things and, you know, make it synthetic or make it their own so that then they can patent it and then they can make much more money. Because you, can, you can't make money on things that you can't patent and... Um, so anyways, that is just some news about that. I mean, I I don't I don't know. I will keep you updated if I see anything else about it. I mean, I think that fecal transplants can be super beneficial for lots of different people, not just C. diff. I think it can help all types of gut issues because our country is filled with people who have gut problems and have dysbiosis and uh, have overrun with bad bacteria and complete imbalance. So really, I mean, everything starts in the gut. So I feel like everybody needs to take a, a poop pill, <laughs> you know, and everybody needs a poop pill to just get things back in balance. Um, but sadly, I think that, you know, it's going to, you'll have to jump through all these hoops to even get the poop pill, which is a lot of times what they do. I know some people who have had C. diff and and, you know, they have a protocol um, of what drugs are supposed to give and they have to do them in certain order. And then the last resort is, you know, a fecal transplant or whatever. So they do all these antibiotics, which generally don't work. A large percentage of the time they don't work. And then they'll give you the thing that works. But it's like, why don't we even, why don't we just start with the one thing that works best? Like, why, why are we taking all this time? But Again, it comes back to money because if you have to keep coming back to the doctor over and over and over and trying all these different drugs, that is making them money. So that is, man. Anyways, I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole on that, although I could. Y'all know I could and I love to. (laughs) 
but I am going to try to make this a short episode. So those are the main things I, I wanted to chat about. Um, just some just some tid- little tidbits of here and there of what's been going on. Um, like I said, I am really excited for this season. Um, I'm excited that I had that break. I feel like I needed it. But it feels good to sit in front of the mic. I was kind of nervous. I'm not going to lie. Uh, because it had been like a month over a month and it felt, it felt weird. Sometimes we can get too much in our heads, right? I am hundred percent guilty of that. I have done that most of my life, I think. And I know a lot of people do, and I have suffered from anxiety and, um, I read somewhere that unless you're clinically diagnosed, it's not depression. It's just being sad, but okay. So I've, I can, uh, teeter on being sad, uh, pretty often. So, I try not to get in my head too much about it and I am aware of this, but now that I'm sitting here and I'm talking to the mic and I'm talking to you and it just, I don't know, it feels right. It feels good. Um, and I got some messages while I was on my hiatus that really made me feel good. Um, if you were listening and you sent one of those, thank you so much because, you know, we all need, we all enjoy getting some recognition, right? I mean, it's not a, bad thing to admit that that it feels good to be wanted in a way or feel like people enjoy what you're doing or what you're producing and I got some messages that really touched my heart and made me we're a good reminder I guess of why I do this and why I started the podcast in general uh to start with you know it was it was for you it was to share stories and share Uh, my story, share other people's stories, and help inspire others to live our best lives and learn something new and change our perspective. So thank you so much. Um, Again, I am really looking forward to this season. I'm looking forward to you joining me. And uh, if you have not already subscribed, um, be sure to do that. And I love you so much. So until next time, peace and plants.